Oh, hi there. My name is Bonnie Lippincott, mom of two. During the transformation into motherhood, I learned I needed to trust my intuition, forgive myself, and know that I'm growing alongside my children. The title entry-level mom is meant to highlight the obvious. We have no formal training, but everything we need is already within our DNA. This podcast is connected to my book, Entry-Level Mom, and the goal is to share honest and vulnerable stories with friends to encourage each other. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, my dear friend and ex-neighbor, Marisa, joins me to discuss when we decided our respective families were complete. Marisa is a mom of four, and we discuss the transition from zero to one kids, one to two, and for her, two and beyond. We discuss medical procedures involved in the decision to stop reproducing and revel in the gift of motherhood. She has an infectious and inspiring, I've got this mentality. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Marisa. Hi, Bonnie. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for coming over. <laughs> I prepared a little intro for us, for you, <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, I met Marisa a few years ago, around five years ago, on a walk in our mutual neighborhood. We were walking with our strollers and our husbands. We gave each other the cool nod a few times <laughs> before a neighbor connected us and via a group chat. And we scheduled a play date after some birthday parties, Halloween parades, and spa days, we've become friends. Marisa, you are a mom of four. You own your own business with your husband and you inspire me. You're driven, present, kind, generous, brilliant, beautiful inside and out. And I just, uh, I am thankful for our friendship. <laughs> Well, we will discuss the topic of deciding to stop reproducing. Mm. But first, how was your how was your pregnancy experience and delivery experience overall? Well, first of all, I'm so sad you're not my neighbor anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I am so lucky to have you as my friend. Um, you know, we met in uh, also we both attended but did not meet in. Do you remember Horizon Hills? That's right. So um, I think. You know, my mindset on parenting was always like the same as like childbirth and um, pregnancy. And so my pregnancies, I tried, you know, to just keep it like light. And I tried not to follow like too many strict rules. You know, mm-hmm. I, I try, I, you know, you follow the rules, but I, I did eat, you know, some deli meat. And <gasps> once, uh, once at Costco, I had a sample of brie cheese. Um <laughs> So I try to, I mean, I try to like, you know, go about life and pregnancy the same, you know, same kind of easygoing. Um, but I was very thankful to have mostly uh, easy pregnancies, which probably is why I had uh, four and uh, easy deliveries. So mm-hmm. I think I'm very grateful for that because that's led, led us to where we are now. Yeah. That's awesome. What about you? How are your, how are your pregnancies? They were also healthy, easy pregnancies. Um, with Max, I had the glow. I felt like my hair was radiant. My lashes were longer. Um, I had great complexion. And then with Harper, I just looked ill. <laughs> the, the girls just like suck the life out of you. Did you have that with your daughter? I think, yeah. So I have one daughter and three sons. And, um, 
yeah, I think with her, it just, yeah, my nails were fragile and, and yeah, my hair like died and, um, everything else from then on is beautiful, but (laughs) the the pregnancy with her was, and I have heartburn, Oh, like crazy heartburn, but I didn't not experience that with any of the boys. That's the only difference that I like could note between the pregnancies is with her. I just had crazy heartburn. Interesting. Yeah. I've heard the heartburn as a result of the baby having a lot of hair, but that's kind of an old wives tale. Did she come out? And and he was born bald. That's not a No, my sons had a lot of hair, a lot of like, and, and you know them now and they're like white blonde hair, but they were born with thick, dark black hair. And, um, but I didn't have any heartburn with them. (laughs) Great. I know. Well, our, our babies surprise us. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, um, we're talking about stopping reproducing in this, uh, on this episode, but you know, we were thinking about being done at three, which would have been a nice, you know, close to the chapter, but it was COVID at, um, after our third was born and we were kind of toying with being done or not being done. And, you know, we decided to go for it. And I had in the back of my mind wanted to always do a home birth, but because of home, of, uh, of COVID, the, uh, it was, the path was more clear to mm-hmm. get to having that home birth. So I'm, I am grateful that we had, we did have a baby during that time because it was easier to, to talk about my birth plan and, get a doula to help me and do an out of hospital birth with all, with everything that was going on. So that is a one birth that was a little bit different and I'm grateful for that. That's really cool. Yeah. What was the home birth like versus the hospital birth? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to put it in, um, just to put it in perspective, I did all of my births natural. And if I had the choice to do a home birth for the first one, I would not have done it. Mm -hmm. Um, the hospital is very, um, feel safe, feel secure. Um, you always, you know, you know that someone's going to be there and if if anything happens, but having had already three unmedicated births, I was feeling very confident in going to that fourth birth. And so did it in the living room. Uh, Penny, my daughter was a doula. I love that. Yeah. And it was very special. She was Mm -hmm. leading up to it. She wanted to know about birth. She, we watched a lot of birth videos. She was so ready. And then we just got to do it at home and I wasn't scared and had the whole birth team there and it was great. It's great. What a cool experience. It was. Yeah. Did you feel so powerful? Oh yeah. I think the, the best feeling for that birth specifically was that, um, my body just knew when it was time Mm. and, um, you know, I was laboring and laboring in the, in my front room with the sun shining in. And I was like, okay, ladies, I was telling my doula and my midwife, like, okay, I think I'm going to take it like one last shower. And then, you know, I'm going to relax a little bit. And after the shower, I just couldn't even stand up anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, yep. That's yep. I could just hear them kind of chattering in the back. It's not really like direct you. They just sure. kind of let you do your own thing. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I can't stand up. I'm just going to kneel right here on the couch and I could hear them chattering. Like, yeah, she's probably, she's probably ready. She's probably getting close. And then I was like, okay, I need to jump in the tub. Cause like, it's time. Like I'm going to push now. And they're like, 
Okay. Yeah. It's very empowering. Like, yeah, you like, listen to yourself, like do what you got to do. Jumped in the tub and, uh, Dean was born within 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. It's just crazy how your body just knows what to do and you don't really need any directions. Mm. That's how I felt. And the fact that your mind listened to your body, you didn't challenge it or, or push it away mm -hmm. and you honored it. That's really special. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And, uh, did you have any birth stories that you want to share? Anything, <laughs> any fun things about your I had birth? Both, both of my births in the hospital and both of them were medicated births. Okay. I had the epidural and, you know, natural or vaginal delivery. And it was just really both positive experiences. I felt very safe and comfortable. Supported. Supported. Okay. And had, um you know, Ryan and my mom and a few other loved ones were there to watch. And it was like really, really cool with my first, I did neglect the golden hour. So passed him around mm. and didn't do skin to skin right mm. away. And my milk took a little longer than normal to come in. And wow. I think that was a result of that kind of mistake. And then when Harper was born, I did skin to skin right away. Didn't pass her around. Didn't offer. Mm. No one asked. Right. Hello. She belongs right here. And it was the easiest nursing experience. So that was kind of a learning, but like you said, isn't, yeah, you learn as you go. I mean, with these opportunities to have more pregnancies and more births and like, we are both so lucky that we, we had that chance, but, um, at least that's how I feel lucky to be able to do it again and maybe make different choices or do something differently. But, um, yeah, uh, the, the, the first time I was in the hospital, they, uh, took the baby to the nursery and everyone that had descended upon the room to come visit left as well. All of the doctors, all of the nurses, all of the friends, family, baby, what? gone. You were alone in the room. I'm sitting here alone in the room. That makes no sense. And I'm like, <laughs> I gotta pee. <laughs> it's like, I have to pee. And I just, I'm like, well, I'm not like on any drugs or anything. Like, I'm just I'm not really hooked up to anything at all. Like, I'm just gonna go. Mm -hmm. So I get out of the bed and what a nightmare. And mm -hmm. then I go to the bathroom by myself and I'm thinking, I'm a grown woman. Like I can do this. And I'm like, you know, somehow still feeling like I need to sneak back to my bed. So I'm sneaking back and the nurse comes in and she's like, what are you doing out of bed? You could have fallen. I was like, well, sorry, ma'am, but like no one was here. No one was here. And I had to go. <laughs> you left me alone. <laughs> um, and I noticed that over time, like over the, the next two births, the hospitals got, they did get better and better. Mm. They didn't take, they didn't take the baby again, you know? Right. They, like, or leave you just, alone. Or leave me alone giving... after giving birth. You know, I'm like. But has she reprimanded you a little bit? It's a very silly tone. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. Like, what are you doing? Going in the <laughs> like, I mean, I got to do what I got to do. So yeah. Right. Like, things have changed. Things changed over time for the better, at least here um, in town. So I noticed that, but it's kind That's of, cool. it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad that you decided to take Harper mm -hmm. a second time and hold on to her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But sometimes it takes a little, like, you gotta like, I don't know. Did you feel like you were giving up Max because you felt like you should kind there, of like there were people here to see him. Exactly. They, like deserve that. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And the second time, did you actively think I'm not going to do that again? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat how you, you live and learn. And we are so lucky. Like I like how you express gratitude for having 
multiple, having the chance to do it again and again, because mm-hmm. some don't, and that's really special and how we can do things a little bit different each time. Yeah. So that's neat. Yeah. yeah. Well, still knowing that like, yeah, it's a gift that our bodies can just keep doing this. It's a gift. It is a gift. Yeah. What would you tell your younger self as she was looking to start her family? Hmm. I think we were texting about this the other day and I, I told you, I was like, <laughs> talking to my family members who are having, you know, thinking about having kids. And I was like, you know, children are, if you think about it and you try to get the right time and, and plan everything perfectly, like having children is not a practical thing, right? It's not, it's not something you do because it's going to be efficient or it's going to save you time and money. Like, no, (laughs) but it's fun. It's fun. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Um, so I think telling my, like for me, I just jumped in. I didn't really actually think about it like much at all. And I know that's like coming from a very carefree, like point of view, but like, I knew that I had a very good partner who wanted kids as well and wanted to be on this journey with me. And I knew it would be, I knew it would work out. We're just very like, we will make it work kind of people. And I think having that, um, like no inhibitions to it, just jumping in and doing it is, you know, was the right approach for us and not Mm -hmm. thinking about it too much. I do think if you do think about it and you crunch the numbers and you plan it, it might might not happen for you. And I, yeah, I can see that. I can relate to that. I remember feeling 90% sure we were ready Mm -hmm. and then 90% sure we were ready to stop. It wasn't a hundred percent on either front. We did crunch numbers. <laughs> we did do that. And yeah. we we're like, this seems to, this will work. This will work. Maybe. And then we're like, we looked at each other and I have a great partner too. And I said, let's just do it. Yeah. And, you know, he said, he said that too. And we just did it. And it was great. Not overthinking it. I like not that. Overthink it. Your Excel sheet's probably not ever going to balance out in favor of having kids. If you add up all the things, you know? Right. That's cool. Um, what helped during pregnancy and motherhood in general? Ooh, what helped? That's a good one. What helped you? Support. Support. What kind of support do you have? And what kind of support do you think? Sorry, I'm throwing the questions. I'm still thinking. Yeah. What kind of support do you have? And then how do you manage that support? Mm. That's tough, I think. I. I <clears throat> that's a great question, too. Asking for help and then accepting help when it's offered in the way that it's offered. So sometimes it is hard to ask for help when you feel like you have to do this first or do that first, but mm. you just need the help immediately. Yeah. Um, for example, when I was having a lot on my plate, I would feel resentment towards the dogs, mm. my puppy dogs, and I didn't like feeling that way. So I would ask for support with my mother and I would say, I'm feeling a lot of resentment towards the dogs. Can one of them go on a puppy vacation at your house? And it took courage for me to reach out because for me to admit, like, I'm feeling this way. It's kind of an icky thing to share. Yeah. And she was absolutely, you know, within seconds, bring them over or I'll come get them. I mean, un, um, unabashed support from my mom. She was just cool. was right yeah. there ready to help it. you yeah. and didn't ask any questions. Yep. Yeah. That's true. What about you? Yeah. I mean, having support is, is key. Juggling the support is, is hard too. Um, and knowing what you're going to, you know, knowing that 
if you ask for help, this is the way that it's going to come, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to be able to um, accept that as well. Seeing the good in people, you know, people want to help you, right. knowing that they want to help you and how they help you is not really, you know, hey, can you babysit my kids for two, two days? Because me and my partner need a vacation. And you know, the kids are going to be up past their bedtime. They're going to be eating all kinds of things, right? And they're going to, you know, be a little wild when they get back. But you know that that's what you need, right? Yes. You need that getaway. So it's like, okay, I'm going to take the babysitting. And I know this is when I'm going to get back, but it's going to be okay. I love uh, that. Let's think. And then the rest of your, you were asking. What helped in what pregnancy helped and motherhood? Pregnancy and motherhood. Friends. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's so good to have mom friends um, who are just easy. Like I think you and I can go talking or not talking for a long time and we catch up and it's, there's no resentment. Like, right. What have you been, where have you been? Well, parent teacher conferences and Halloween costumes and. You oh, you know. made your parent teacher conference. I mean, I <laughs> not, yeah. I mean, barely, but it's getting my teeth, but yes. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> with expectations with friendships and supporting each other. Yeah. I love that. Just like yeah. not, um, not, high maintenance friendships. Not that I don't like care about you. I'm always thinking about you, but you know, <laughs> you're, you're, e you're easy to be a friend with. So mm. you were such a powerful, strong, pregnant woman. I saw you go past your due date with your babies and you were just, I'm good. Mm. I'm good. Ready to meet my baby, but I'm good. You know, yes. chasing after the other ones. And I thought she is just rocking it. Yes. But you know what? If you can coordinate, if you had, do have more than one kid and you can coordinate uh, everyone to nap at the same time, oh. that is extremely helpful. Yeah. Um, I lived and died by those naps and like the late pregnancy with having little kids. Pregnancy, just like momming in general, I'm a huge advocate for like the baby carrier. Mm. Like I could not, I could not survive without the baby carrier. Yes. Me too. And with multiple kids, it, yeah. Crucial. I think I still use it. And I, you know, my littlest is like two and a half. So sometimes you just got to keep them close and so you can round up the rest with the other hands. And mm -hmm. I think that was a, that was a crucial one. I like that. Yeah. How did you decide your family was complete? Ooh. Yeah. I think someone told me early on and like, motherhood that, you know, they were like, they were telling me that they were done having kids. And she said, look, you can just see the light at the end of the tunnel. These kids that I have right now, they're able to do things. We can go have fun. We can adventure together. I can hang out with them and starting over, you know, it seems like starting over from scratch would make that like pretty hard. Right. And I always carried that with me. I'm like, oh, okay. Is there going to be a point where I think you know, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel with raising little ones. Right. And I, and I'm ready to be done with the babies. And so I think like, we're finally at that point, mm -hmm. but that friend went on to have a baby when her, <laughs> when her youngest was like seven. So I should call her and <laughs> see how she's doing. That's, I think that's what, you know, we were we were considering being done and then we had a global pandemic mm -hmm. and just thought to ourselves, like, what are we doing right now? Like we're only hanging out with our family. 
and imagine a world where you can't be with, I mean, this is like, so like apocalyptic, but imagine a world where you can't hang out with your friends or you can't go out or you can't do these things that you like to do. Like, who do you have around you? And we looked and we we're like, well, we have our kids. Mm-hmm. That's who we have. Like, why not have another one? Absolutely. Yeah. Why That's cool that that was one more. Yeah. A factor yeah. in your decision. That's neat. I yeah. love that. Yeah. You guys are such great parents. You have such a sweet, cal- like calm and loving and nurturing household. I'm happy for your kids. But That's you cool. said you were at 90%. So I want to hear more about that. Okay. 90%. 90%. 90% sure that you're done. 90%. Is that still to this day? Ready to start. And then 90%. Well, no, because we've had medical procedures to disallow more children. Okay. Or Ryan has, I should say. But um, So does that mean that, well, see, now my joke for that is like, Ryan's done. <laughs> when we were engaged, we did talk about the number of children we wanted, and we landed on two, maybe three. Maybe three, okay. And so when we had our first, we were, we were just struck with how exhausted we were. Absolutely. And so we kind of leaned more towards two after that. Mm-hmm. And then after we had our second, I looked at Ryan and I'm like, you want to go for three? And he's like, no, yeah. this is what we said. I'm comfortable <laughs> with this light at the end of the tunnel factor. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty, they're two and a half years apart, one diaper phase. So, um, that was a factor for us. And so, yeah, we were done having children and we decided together, you know, for us, we needed both partners in to go for mm-hmm. the next one mm-hmm. and we didn't have both partners both. in. So we weren't not there. Yeah. yeah. And our family is, does feel complete. Yeah. I think hormones play a role every month when you see a sweet baby, right? It's yes. wild. Yeah. It's just only like pulls you in. <laughs> it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the 10% then of where you were thinking maybe you wanted another one or more than one? You know, it's interesting when I got pregnant with my second, I was actually hoping for twins Mm -hmm. and my friends who have twins say that, you know, what what a, that's a very silly thing to wish for maybe, but I thought that way I can have the three, but only two pregnancies. Because even though my pregnancies were relatively, you know, healthy and easy, Mm -hmm. it does take a toll. And I- wasn't sure I wanted to be pregnant a third time Mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where the 10% is. Yeah. But I think we also have to speak to on the fact that, you know, was your second baby as hard as your first? No, so much easier. So much easier. Right. And I think that's like, when I think about having just one, I'm like, I remember when I just had one kid, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. I mean, do you remember those feelings? Like, how could they let us right. have a child? Where's the adult in the room? <laughs> it can't be me. Right. There's no way it's me. How am I responsible? Like, 24-7? I'm 24-7. Yeah. I remember when we were discussing like, one-on-one defense, and when I had our second, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no more breaks left. Yeah. We used to act. One, mm-hmm. one partner really did get a true break. Right. And then I said, well, how do you do four? And you said that you do like zonal defense. Zone defense. Yep. Exactly. Zone defense. Yep. And, and then creating those break times. So, you know, and, and working with your partner to understand like, it's okay for you to sit in your butt right now and do nothing. Like yes. you deserve that. Yes. We both deserve that at times. And even if like it's one person does bedtime, you know, and the other person gets a break or how we work it is like, one person does bedtime and one person cleans up the house so that when we were both done with the, with, you know, those 
what we consider kind of like chores, um, we can both relax together. Or we've set like bars of like, what do we need to be able to do to relax tonight? And then, um, and then that. but yeah, knowing that like, it's okay. Sometimes if the house is messy and someone wants to sit down, like it's okay. Yes. <laughs> but I do remember texting Andrew, um, my husband and, uh, when we just had one kid, just like a picture of us both crying, like me and the baby, like just both crying. And he had only been gone for like an hour. Yeah. I did that too. I thought you have to be here with me constantly. Yes. What do you mean your paternity leaves over and you're going back to work? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How am I going to function by myself? But it gets easier. I don't know. That sounds weird because it's also harder. There's more bodies, but it does get easier. And I do think like the transition to having just one kid, I think you were talking about this in your book too. Transition to having one kid is life changing, life changing. Two kids I thought was pretty, I was like, I got this right. Three and four, just like add them on in. And honestly, if you want me to babysit your kids, like bring them over. Cause like I can handle it. Like we yes. got this, like it's fine now <laughs> at this point. And can feed them all and I got it all set up. So that's cool. I feel like it's, it's manageable now. Whereas just that one baby was like, mm -hmm. yes, enough. The transition <laughs> from zero to one was life-changing one to two less. And then yeah. I don't know what two to three and three having multiple kids is like the more that you add on is it doesn't take as much from you. Right. Like you're you preparing dinner for one or seven children, right. You know, just like a few more chicken nuggets. <laughs> exactly. That's a good it's not, it's not as much. It's not that much harder. I get it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything else? Ooh. Hmm. What else do we, well, do we want to dive into the completion of our families? Do we want to talk more about that? That'd be great. Okay. So you said, uh, Ryan had a medical procedure. Yes. Okay. Did you want to talk more about that? Right. <laughs> me. They, they let me watch. It was really great that I got to go in and. And which version did he do? What were the steps Where were, or what were the, there's a lot of different techniques, right? Do you right. know? Yeah. So they, they can make one incision or two incisions on okay. the scrotum. Okay. This is from my research on Google. Okay. So he, they did two incisions, one on each side okay. and, you know, pulled out the tube, pulled out the tube inside of that tube, you know, cut, cauterized and did a titanium clasp and then dropped it. And it went back in the original tube and then no stitches, just, you know, such small incisions, little paper cuts. Yeah. And he had, um, pain for a couple of days after Okay, we, you know, ice and ibuprofen, but then kind of went, resumed normal activity. Couldn't lift a gallon of milk for six weeks. For six weeks. Okay. Um, and so I remember we went to, he was feeling great. So we went to a taco place afterwards, <laughs> wanted tacos or a bean burrito or something. And he was mid bite into his lunch. And he looked at me, blue lips and said, I don't feel good. Let's go home now. I'm like, you don't look good. Uh -huh. So we went home. <laughs> so he laid, you know, and rested and recovered. And so, yeah, I'm so thankful that he, I told him after my two sufferings, it's, now it's your turn if this is our decision as a family. So that was the compromise. 
And I remember I said, if I do have a C-section with my second, I'll just remove my fallopian tubes then. Mm -hmm. But um, since I did not have a C-section, it was his turn. And how long did that procedure take like in for him, like in total? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty speedy. Speedy. How about you? Yeah. So Andrew did the same thing. And again, due to COVID, like after our third, he was going to go in for the vasectomy. And at that time, it was like a one year waiting period that they wanted him to do. One year waiting period? They wanted to make sure that this man was sure. And he was like, but like, you know, and this is where I'm kind of like, shouldn't he get to decide if he's done? Mm-hmm. And same with women. Like if they want a full hysterectomy and they haven't had children yet, like they should be able to decide that for themselves. Agreed. Uh, no doctor should be able to. And so it was kind of like, we were laughing a year and he had to take courses to make sure that he was sure, you know, this whole thing. And, but then because of COVID and everyone was kind of like pushing off their elective surgeries, he went in again to take the class after we had our fourth. And they were like, well, actually we can do it for you on Monday. Like, and he was like, wow, like, that's much different. Don't you think? Like, so when he went in, um, I remember his, um, they would not let me see COVID times also. So I wasn't allowed in the room, but they did say they did something like four different fail safes. So like they like took the tubes and ran them like way past each other. So they could never, like the ends could never find each other, I guess. Two incisions, stitches on the outside. So I don't know. But then the pain for him, uh, it lasted like several weeks. And so um, I don't know if maybe he he, he might have pushed it. I'm not sure. Like they say to rest and stuff. And it's hard to rest when you have four kids. So we tried (laughs) to have him rest. But I don't know. You know, I'm really not sure if... um, but it did last, like, it was more like three or four weeks of pain I think, for oh, him yeah. afterwards. So he's like, make sure you mention that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of pain. Oh. Like, yeah. No. Hmm. Rest is important. Rest is important. Rest was hard after giving mm. birth, too. I remember trying to lift things out of the car. Mm-hmm. And my mother-in-law was like, what are you doing? You have This is actually not good for you. You have to rest. And it's so true. You just kind of, you forget yeah. with your limitations. You forget that your abs are like way over here. Right. Like they have the size space of your body. for like your whole baby and like your bladder was like up here. Right. So like that's got to, everything's got to like reposition. Yeah. <laughs> with the recovery, I was surprised how painful it was for everything to readjust back into place. Mm. I think. I, I knew to expect that with my second, but with my first, I was shocked. They say you feel like you were hit, you know, in a car accident yeah. and so does the baby. Right. You were in it together. Yeah. But, um, I, it kind of shocked even digestion hurt mm. and other things mm-hmm. were hurting, but I'm glad to report that I feel great now. <laughs> Do you remember the part where like you could barely eat anything because yes. your stomach was like so impacted that like. When you were nine months pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So hungry, but like just can't eat. <laughs> happy to have that capacity back yeah yeah so what would it take for ryan and you (laughs) is there a reverse option no i don't think so think of the office a lot do you know the toll that three vasectomies takes a man (laughs) she makes him like get a vasectomy get it undone get it redone get it undone poor guy poor guy 
Well, thanks for discussing this topic with me. I know it's kind of like a a tricky one to navigate and it was fun to talk with you about it. Yeah, definitely fun. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for listening. The book Entry Level Mom will be available December 2023. Details will be listed at the website booksbybonnielippincott.com, all one word. If you want to follow along, my Instagram is booksbybonnielippincott, separated by underscores. TikTok is Entry Level Mom, and email is booksbybonnielippincott at gmail.com. Have a great day, and please remember to be kind to yourself.